I've leant across an aisle and said to someone, get off your fucking phone. It's a tricky situation. 74% of people said that theatres should refuse to serve alcohol. I mean, the idea of eating a Whopper while someone is naked in front of you is hilarious. (laughs) Getting a bucket of popcorn for Schindler's List might be deemed somewhat inappropriate. All right, love. What'll it be? Um, who wants to start this episode? Um, if memory serves, I started last week's episode, um, and you started the week before's, which we totally didn't record about half an hour ago, um, because we record all episodes in sync in sequence. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> the illusion's ruined. Oh no, I've broken it. Um, it looks good to me then, doesn't it? Uh. So I'm going to say words, and those words are, good evening, my sweet little goblins. It's good to have you back here listening to our dulcet tones. We love you very much and appreciate every single stream and download. You make our lives worthwhile. If we could marry you, we would. I took it too far. I wouldn't, but still. Know that we love you with all of our hearts, and this is the start of yet another episode of Two Actors Working to My Bar Bowl. Hold that thought. When you started talking, I saw your face illuminate from your laptop screen. Had you written that down? Had you like prepared that? No. Have you got something have you got like something on a screen? Yeah, it's me changing my web page. So I went from a Google search back to Zencaster, and Zencaster is an all white background, so it sort of lights up my face. Uh, a Google search that indicates the kind of episode we've done today. We've done research for this one, maybe. Boop, boop, Who knows? Boop, boop, boop. It's not going to be like. Do you remember the episode we did last season about theatre superstitions, where we researched as we recorded? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I a load do. Of people I spoke to were like, "Yeah, we could tell you did no research," and it was like, "What? We totally did." Well, we had. Yeah. <laughs> Why would we do research? That would mean actually making an effort. <laughs> <laughs> Make all that. Who'd have thought we'd make an effort for our own podcast? Anyway, Scarlett, really? what are you drinking? I'm back on the brothers' uh, rhubarb and custard because I want rid of it. How about you? Uh, I am drinking San Miguel, por favor. Oh, fancy. You can tell he's earning money again. <laughs> I mean, it, what, it cost four quid at a local co-op. So Yeah, but like really last time, really well, at the end of last season, you were like, I'm drinking mini beers from Aldi. At <laughs> uh, Lidl. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry, love. We have a theme. We have a theme. We have a theme. We have a theme. We have we a theme. We have, have a theme. A theme. Hell, hell, hell. Who'd have thought? You explain the Who theme because it's your grand idea. This is my grand idea. Yes, this theme, this episode is all Something about. Something David's very passionate about. Oh, just there's going to be some rants this episode. So Scarlett and I, we're both actors. Obviously, this episode, this 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 series is called Two Actors Walking to a Bar." We're both actors. Primarily, would you say, Scarlett, we are primarily stage actors? Majority Mm. of our careers have been on stage. And of course, being stage actors, we are reliant upon an audience for our careers to be a success. And of course, we have to put in the work for our lovely paying audiences. But, dear listeners, Mm. I believe that the audiences, therefore, should least show us mm-hmm. some respect and dignity and be well behaved and that is why this episode is primarily about audience etiquette in the theatre because there have been instances in you know the public sphere and in our lives and in other people's lives where audiences have been fucking dicks and really should not be allowed in a the theatre and this is what we're going to talk about this is a ranty episode Fuck them. Oh, my God. I'm ready to get some shit off my chest. But yes. Ooh, how did that get there? <laughs> how did this shit get on my chest? Oh, no, I don't like where that's, I don't that's, know where what that's going. That's what they call tarmacking. <laughs> I, education uh, for you all. Anyway, Scarlet, Scarlet, 
take it away, Scarlett. Take us away from th- this awkward conversation. So, to something. depending on what your, I suppose everybody would have a a personal definition of what uh, audience etiquette is considered. There are some things that perhaps I would not choose not to do while attending the theatre and watching a performance uh, for the sake of both the other audience members and the people that are performing on stage and all the people that put all the effort and time into just for, for the sheer fact that I've paid the amount of money I have to be in that seat. There's certain things I would choose not to do in that hour plus. Well, not everybody's the same. No. What's on stage actually did a survey with those that bothered to take an online quiz. Yeah, what's on stage readers um, and what they, <laughs> the, it, the sort of the outcome of it was that they said 3,300 surveyors. Surveyors? No. So, what do you call somebody who's filled out a survey? I don't know. Anyway, who gives a fuck? Um, these people said that they think that more monitoring should be done of audiences, bad behaviours, which David would certainly agree with. The only thing I feel there's a little issue, you're in a bit of an echo chamber. You're in an echo chamber of people that choose to see theatre regularly, perhaps have some other involvement with it, whether that be Amdram or professional. So um, it depends where your respect levels stand and what involvement you have anyway. But here's some of the statistics that they have deciphered from said people's responses so i feel like we're going to get a balanced argument on this podcast of me being the ranty incoherent one and somehow scarlet being the level-headed um (laughs) devil's advocate one i didn't expect this at all we're changing things up in season four welcome back to welcome to a bar (laughs) so apparently 65 percent of people had said that they thought audiences should be monitored more closely um now for me i sort of think based on the experiences both david and i have had firsthand i'd say yes absolutely but if i was working as a front of house assistant steward whatever and i was stood in a theater i simply don't know that i would be being paid enough to consider telling off some naughty lady in the back row for drinking her wine. Although it is part of your job, which you are likewise, you are paid to do that, to steward the performance, I suppose. I'm going to, like, dragging it back out. (laughs) It's only just gone again. But the masks thing, like, you can tell somebody until you're blue in the face where you put your mask on. Will you not drink that bottle of wine? Will you not Mm. use your phone? Will you not take pictures? There's only so much that one individual can say. They just tell you to fuck off. And I sort of think it's it's such an awkward situation that because, yeah, they should be monitored more closely. But what do, what really, what power do the people, do the front of house team members have to tell somebody to stop unless you sling them out? And that's probably going to cause disruption to the other audience members that know nothing about them playing on their phone or drinking a bottle of wine from their handbag. Do you know what I mean? It's a tricky situation. It's not, there's no cut and dried, like, unless you had an ejector button. Now that I am all all for. Get ejector buttons on every seat. And if somebody's <laughs> fucking around, then they just get buffed out of the theatre. 300 foot in the air. Ta-da. But what happens if they're sitting in the stalls and the the balcony is literally above them you would fire mm. them up the into other trap door trap door <laughs> okay so if you're on the higher level eject a seat if you're on the lower level trap door you can tell that one of us works as front of house in the theater and has thought about this and may or may not have dealt with this recently <laughs> perhaps <laughs> there are complaints made obviously um and I think something probably lo- lots of theatres have faced is um, things being policed. But just the same as working in a shop, you have to encourage people and advise them to act in a certain way. But you actually have no control. And so it puts you you're just in such an awkward position. I th- Sadly, I think there's actually very little you can do about people not treating 
the experience as they should or as you see fit. But continuing on from that, these were some things that I think had been sort of advised or um, things that people voted for to be gotten rid of to um, reduce the risk factor of audience members being assholes. Um, Mm. (laughs) So 64% said uh, of uh, participants in this survey said theaters should stop selling noisy snacks <laughs> oh, i don't know why that tickled me so much so we've had i i put a call out on social media and we've had a few people mentioning about noisy snacks and mm. inappropriate snacks as well and <laughs> just because I, I i just because i literally saw this email a few minutes ago I've got to mention this. Yeah, go for it. Uh, So this was an email we got from Kate D uh, about bad audience behavior. And she said, Mm. I was in Los Angeles in a small 99 seat theater seeing a two person show. There were about six people in the audience for this play and the house lights were kept at half so we could see each other. There was a highly charged moment in the play involving full nudity. And it was, at this point, one of the audience members decided to pull out a Burger King takeaway bag, paper rustling, and proceed to unwrap and eat a whole Whopper (laughs) I mean, the idea of eating a Whopper while someone is naked in front of you is hilarious. Probably not for the actors on stage, I imagine. That's so fucking funny. Just from a chowing down. Like, I wouldn't dream of it. I wouldn't dream of it. I can remember going to um, a cinema local to myself as a kid and um, some people I went with had gone and got some KFC beforehand and just took in a little bag of um, KFC hot wings and and ate them while they were in the cinema. And I was kind of, like, weird, but... What was the film? I want to say Nomeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry (laughs) sorry i just found it funny that you went to the cinema to see nomeo and juliet all right i was i forget how young you were it might have been mega mind either way um (laughs) so yeah they kind of got these who cares yeah yeah um they got some some hot wings and they ate them in the uh during the during the film and i was like I would never dream of doing that. I would dream of raiding Poundland before I went in there at that age, but not before. Um, I, I just wouldn't think about going, getting like a burger or so. I suppose it's different KFC. You can eat cold. I suppose pizza as well. But imagine just wading in with a fucking box of Domino's. Like, all right, guys. What do you think about the whole thing? Like with with food, with cinemas, obviously they sell popcorn, hot dogs, sweets, and everything. And in theaters, they also sell bags of sweets and everything so rustling mm. is going to be there because the cinemas and theatres are promoting it so how do you feel about that kind of thing i mean for cinemas popcorn is kind of associated with with that medium it's like you know you get a big it comes hand in hand exactly, doesn't it you get a big bucket of popcorn and stuff i mean i feel like mm. popcorn is only appropriate for certain films like your big blockbuster extravaganza maybe getting you know a a, a bucket of popcorn for um i don't know i'm trying to think of a really serious but getting a bucket of popcorn for schindler's list might be deemed somewhat inappropriate whereas getting a bucket of popcorn oh, for jurassic God. park is fine how is how are you putting your face at that that's a valid point i'm not being controversial no, no, it is i agree i agree i i don't think no i, I thought it was just funny funny sort of way of looking at it just quick. Someone in Schindler's list just going, oh, oh you're right, this. <laughs> You'd need a fucking big box of popcorn to get through Schindler's list. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> uh, that one long old film. Obviously, like, uh, I imagine theatres don't promote bringing a Burger King into a show but obviously i don't know what it's like in america but in england you can buy bags of sweets and chocolates and stuff like yeah. that for you know big 
classy West End shows. They cost about 10 times more than a normal packet. I have no inclination to buy snacks at, um, during a, a theatre show. Mm. I have it at in cinemas, absolutely. I'll go and buy a fucking thing of nachos or um, a hot dog or like popcorn. Do you know what I mean? Any of it, I'll, I'll eat it. But why? Because you're at the cinema What's... and that's somehow more accepted. Why is it more I accepted? I don't know. It's just social conditioning. It's just what you're what you're brought up taught being taught as what's right and what's wrong but mm. really there is very little difference except for the fact that the performance is live yeah. and the film is not that's true yeah but so on that topic as we've sort of had food mm. would so would you buy i i'd buy this is terrible as well but i think i'd probably buy food for a pantomime whereas i wouldn't choose to buy it for any other sort of play I wonder if it's because it's like pantomimes are quite loud and raucous, and, but they're a big family affair. There's a lot of kids in there as well. And like, I will. They chuck sweets at you. So why wouldn't you buy some in the auditorium that haven't already been fingered? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I was going to say throw back at them, but you just made it dirty. Um... I don't like fingered food. <laughs> Who does? Who does like fingered food? <laughs> But like I will buy, I don't know, people that chow down at a buffet. I will buy popcorn for like you know your big blockbuster films. But if it's more like a, if it's a more dramatic, indie, Oscar baity affair, maybe it would feel inappropriate to be chowing down on popcorn and stuff. And if it's a quiet moment in a film, I won't choose to you know crunch on a nacho or anything and ruin the suspense. But I don't know. I'm, to, I'm not <laughs> yeah, really. I I'm careful when I'm. Being, uh, eating so loudly yeah um it must cause problems as well because i i can remember my mum saying that when she took my brother to see a film in cinema uh when he was a child my mum sat there and my mum's got a lot thicker curlier hair than i do um but it's same like it's long hair the kids behind her and jordan had sat there throwing popcorn in the back of my mum's hair <laughs> While they watch the film. Now that is so, like, if I had a kid that I found out had been acting like that, whether they had been set free and it was their first time going to the cinema on their own as mates or whatever, you fucking little shit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Everybody's paid. And at that, like, I don't know how much cinema tickets were at that time, but I can remember when I was, like, first going as a preteen to the cinema with my mates, cinema tickets were about, eight fucking quid and that was for a kid's ticket oh, luxury um i know they've gone down now um, gone up now i like think fiver isn't it have they oh the ones all local to me i've got like this five pound dep- i guess it depends on which cinema you go to so to be fair the one local to me currently is like fiver but then there are some cinemas i, I guess it depends on which one to go to like the, the better chains charge more and stuff Mm. Yeah, 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 your IMAXs and stuff are yeah. bound to be more expensive, aren't they? So yeah, they, they'd been sitting there fucking chucking popcorn on my mum's hair, and I think she probably turned around and roared at them when she found out. Not literally like, <laughs> and that stopped them from doing it. <laughs> I, Can you I'm just imagining that she did, and it makes me happy to think that she just roared at some kids, <laughs> yeah. and that shut them the fuck up. <laughs> And the popcorn just burst from her hair, fired back at them like fucking bullets and knocked them out. Yeah. <laughs> just sticking on cinema for a second, I want to know, have you ever shushed someone in a cinema? I might have done, but it wasn't enough to for them to have necessarily known. It, it wasn't super direct, like somebody a few rows back mm. kept on making a noise. And I was like, I probably was like, for fuck's sake, shut up. I, David McCulloch, <laughs> with my hand on my heart, fully admit that I will fucking shush you in a cinema because I paid to see and hear the film. I do not want to listen to your fucking conversation or see you swipe through on Tinder. I have several <laughs> times shushed people in the cinema. If it gets to the end of the trailers... And it gets to the bit where you see the BBFC certificate and people are still talking. You're getting shushed. You're fucking getting shushed. I can't deal with it. And here's the thing, like, 
my second <laughs> I asked her about this beforehand. My second ever date with Hannah, uh, we went to the Prince Charles Cinema to see the Edgar Wright Cornetto trilogy. And apparently I shushed people in that because I paid a lot of money to see these films on the big screen. And Hannah apparently was mortified that I had the audacity <laughs> to tell someone to shut the fuck up because I'd rather, you know, listen and watch the thing I paid for rather than a fucking conversation. But now she shushes people in the cinema as well. So... There we go. So you're like a shushing alliance well, now. Yeah, I, a I shushing brought, duo, no less. I brought her to my side. No, the power of the shushing side. <laughs> but honestly, I, I, I will shush people <laughs> in the cinema. I've shushed people. I've leant across an aisle and said to someone, get off your fucking phone because I'd rather watch Star Wars Force Awakens and see you on fucking Tinder. I've had people applaud me and say well done mate to me in the cinema because of it i'm a frequent shusher and you know what if you're listening and you're like thinking i wish i was a shusher as well you should be and if you're listening thinking oh this guy seems like a prick you're the problem you're the (laughs) fucking problem shut the fuck up in the cinema i don't listen to you and oh i'm getting on a rant so i've unfortunately in lockdown careful you're gonna pop a blood vessel (laughs) unfortunately in lockdown i got myself onto tiktok i haven't made any tiktoks since i i well i did make a few and then i deleted it but i've got back onto it and annoyingly since i've gotten back onto it not to spoil anything people haven't seen it but there have been a few clips from spider-man no way home that came out in December. All of these clips have been people recording themselves in the cinema and recording the audience reactions. And they've all been in fucking America. Mm-hmm. There's people cheering and whooping like it's a fucking football match. No, shut the fuck up. I want to hear the film. Oh my God. I can't stand. I, I, if I go to America, I will never go to a cinema unless I'm the only person in there because I want to listen to fucking people whooping and chanting. Oh. Anyway, be, be respectful and listen to the film. Turn off your phones, as they say at the beginning of every film. You've got that message either. It was Mark Strong originally. I think he did a few voiceovers. John Boyega's done a few. I think Martin Freeman did one. Just just turn off your phone when you're in a cinema. Shut the fuck up. Just, just be quiet. Mm. Otherwise, I'll be there. I will be there to shush you. To shush you to high hell, and you'll fucking listen. And it has happened. I've shushed people, and they will fucking shut up. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, you know what? I feel better after getting off my chest. <laughs> That's very, very cathartic for mm. you. Another realm for your love. With theatre, I don't know. Maybe it's because of like the connotations behind it but there's almost kind of like oh you know the theater you should expect a better class of person to fall to the theater and you know travel to london to see some theater that <laughs> they would behave better but of course that's not the case they might just fall asleep and snore <laughs> <laughs> um i did read apparently only three percent admit i'm gonna say admit because i don't actually believe admit. it <laughs> that's the <laughs> key word in it <laughs> Only 3% admit to having used their mobile phones during a performance. Um, Future Scarlet here. What the fuck was that noise? <laughs> Go back and listen again. In fact, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to duplicate the little clip. What the fuck was that noise? Do I have an alien growing inside of me? If anyone can diagnose, then do let me know. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, maybe I had a bit too much fun with that. Anyway, back to the show. Now, I will likewise admit, if I haven't been wearing a watch, I may have checked the time. But for no other reason would I ever go on my phone. It's not something you need to spend any amount of time doing. And it certainly wouldn't be in a a light-up occasion. It would have been in my handbag. (laughs) It's not as though I'd have whopped it out of my pocket and sat there like, Hi, everyone, look at my little handheld (laughs) torch. Um, but I don't know that I believe that. 3% of people. I suppose it wasn't a massive, massive The key survey. word there is admit. The, I imagine people probably yeah. don't want to admit that they've looked at their phone or answered their phone or had their phone be ringing 
in the performance. Um, mainly because mm. if it's a performance involving someone who's quite famous, you'll probably end up on one of the many news websites or newspapers. Right? Yeah, that's true. Also, going back to the the food situation, yeah. um, we also have drink and alcoholic drinks. Oh. So apparently 74% of people said that theatres should refuse to serve patrons alcohol if they appear to have had too much to drink. Now, I would have thought that was a given, but I wonder how many people, if the question was asked, do you think theatres should, should sell alcohol full stop? I wonder where people would would uh, sort of draw their conclusions. Now, where do you stand? This is an interesting one because both you and I, the last time we hung out together, not involving a show <laughs> or a podcast, went to see a show and we had had a couple of drinks. And we had a couple of drinks. A couple? We had a few uh, drinks beforehand. We've had to have had about seven pints. We'd had a few drinks <laughs> and we had some drinks there, but we were still respectful and we were still quiet during the show. Sometimes it's quite fun to have a few drinks, you know, and you can have dinner before the show and, and stuff like that. But I think if you have too many drinks and that you are obviously catastrophically drunk, maybe the theatre <laughs> isn't for you. I feel we're segueing in to a moment that both of us were involved in, where we were on stage mm. and there were members of the audience who we were told about that were drunk. Before the show even went ahead. It was during our tour of Abigail's party and we had a message from our technical stage manager over on WhatsApp saying that she had been told by the head of the venue, just so you know, just a heads up, there's a group of people in the audience, a group of like, two or three men who have been drinking and are quite drunk. Uh, so just a little heads up about that. And it's like, whoa, 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 hold the phone. If there's a group of men. I think they were something to do to do with the theatre. No, yeah. So much so that I got told by other audience members that they are to do with the theatre in the sense that they've been to shows before and have gotten fucking drunk before. But yeah, no. they turned up. And they were really drunk. We got warned about this beforehand. As if like, oh, well, what are we supposed to do about it? Nothing. What you should have done, the venue, is kick them out because they're too drunk to see the show. Because they actually got kicked out <laughs> during the fucking show. And it was so awkward. And we had no idea what to do. Do we stop performance? Oh. Do we keep going? Do we ignore the fact that they're just yelling out fucking nonsense during the performance and ruining it for everyone else during a sellout show? Fuck me. It was sort of like, I think I'd be right in saying that for me and the three other cast members, we were disappointed for the sheer fact, I think, that we we were all on the edge of going like, should we just stop? Mm. Because this is ridiculous. The audience can't hear. We were, I, I know personally that I was very much clinging by the very ends of my fingernails onto the character still yeah. trying to stay in the moment because it was so so distracting trying to stay in that moment and knowing at what point do we call this because it's it's the audience members that have that do want to be here are missing out mm. and then that's not fair so it was a real hard sort of you're being pulled it felt like your concentration was being pulled in all sorts of different directions but i'd say me and the other three cast members were very much like that was upsetting and and difficult but carry on david was fucking <laughs> seething like i have never seen before it was like somebody had fired a fucking catherine wheel up his ass he was fuming absolutely fuming i'd like to point out that during the show during the show, I was still in character, as were the rest of you. Oh, yes, yeah, It yeah. was only in the interval, that, and then afterwards, that I got very ranty and very annoyed about it. I think, I think there was a big relief when finally the um, head of the venue dragged this guy out during the show. But obviously, the problem is, because of the way the venue was, 
is that for him to get dragged out, he had to kind of go a little bit on the stage to get taken out. But just the kind of the fact that he let them in in the first place and was like, oh, yeah, just so you know, uh, these guys are a bit drunk, so they may cause trouble. No, don't let them fucking in the first <laughs> place. It's almost like, well, why the fuck are we even here? But the thing is, I, was, I felt bad for the audience. You had the drunk people at the back. And then that sympathy for the entire audience left me by the end of the show, because this show in particular had <laughs> the fucking most phone rings, alarms going off than I've ever had at any theatre show. And I was like, sorry, what kind of degenerates <laughs> come to a theatre, not turn their phone off, not turn their alarms off throughout the entire show? Oh, uh, I was half expecting one of them to, to lean forward and go, Sorry, I've just got to take my pill. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> that whole experience was the inspiration for this episode. Because for me, it was like, this is just disrespectful for the fact that we've come all the way over here to perform this show to you. You've paid for this show and you don't give us the decency to shut the fuck up and turn your phone off. I don't understand. That's David's very best impression of Charmander. The Pokemon. <laughs> Why Char- Charmander's a nice one. I thought Charizard was the hot Yeah, but you one. are nice, but you've got that, you've got that little fiery tail. You're like, <laughs> I'm ready to blow at any moment. If there's bad, bad audience etiquette, then I'll do the Charizard part. <laughs> um, you have to admit, you were there in that show with me. You must have been pissed off as, as pissed off as I was, or at least half. The fact that they they'd not only it's okay, so we've been made aware beforehand and then they were warned during and then they were gotten rid of what does it succeed in doing what do those individuals get out of that it is only spoiling it for the people that have paid the money and who really do want to be there and enjoy the performance um and likewise i didn't i that's the first time i've had certainly that level of audience participation (laughs) um another drink for your love This podcast is sponsored by WeAudition.com. WeAudition.com is a revolutionary website with loads of fantastic and useful resources for all you wonderful actors out there. On WeAudition, you can find a rehearsal or self-tape partner instantly, audition and take general meetings on video chat, get career advice from a wide range of industry professionals, and you can even earn money for rehearsing with other actors. So for all the listeners of Two Actors Walk Into a Bar, we've got a cheeky little voucher for you. Everybody loves a voucher, don't they? It's 25% off a pro membership. Two Actors, 25. T-W-O-A-C-T-O-R-S, 25. Shazam! 46.5% of people believe that audiences have seen a definite decline in audience behaviour in recent years compared to a 39% who said they've only seen a slight decline in good behaviour, basically. Mm. Um, 0.1% have said audiences have been impeccably well-behaved. So <laughs> everybody's all obviously had a, a quite a bad or at least one bad experience. Yeah. I did also read that... Not only so people gave up their opinions for why they think that audience behavior has declined, um, and they the the general consensus was um, the blame was being put on the jukebox mu- musical or the high ticket prices, which have been blamed for driving out true theater lovers. So, do you agree that a ticket prices have been hiked up so much that? "Quote unquote true theatre lovers can no longer attend the theatre because of the the price changes." But then, who in exchange is attending those performances, and is that the problem? Is that the root of this this issue? That's what I was because I think it's a little bit harsh to blame it on jukebox musical ju- jukebox jukebox. Can you say that jukebox? jukebox. jukebox. You just said it. You just That's- said it. <laughs> How weird. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a little harsh to blame it on that. I think it's interesting, the the whole thing about prices of theatre tickets, because if you want to see a show in the West End, just get ready to remortgage your house. It's ridiculous how much it costs to see mm. one of the big West End shows. And obviously, if you don't live in London, you've got to pay for travel and probably to a hotel to stay up here as well and and stuff like that and that does i i think what what i've found really interesting and seeing a few people say about it is that 
there are some really big theatre shows which are about which are about the oppressed people in society. But the only people that mm. can afford to see those shows are the very rich, yeah. high class people. But yeah, if if, if yeah. I was like, hey, I'd love to go see, I don't know, The Lion King on the West End, which I would. Good God, I probably wouldn't mm. be able to afford that for a while because holy shit, it would be expensive to see. And to see it in a seat where I can actually see the whole thing as well and not a seat five miles back and, and, and everything. Yeah. But then again, the part of me is thinking like, surely if you're someone who is willing to spend a heck of a lot of money to see a, to, to, to see a show on the West End, why would you want to ruin that experience by making noise or answering your phone or being drunk or heckling mm. or, or stuff like that? Unless you've got so much money, in which case, who cares? I've got all the fucking money in the world. I'm bloody Elon Musk. Here's a car that flies. I don't know. I don't know. Enough. You I don't could know have your own about personal him. performance then. I can't believe that those that don't understand or have any awareness or have never been taught basic theatre etiquette or basic manners um, would choose to spend the amount it costs to see a theatre show mm. like I can't believe that's what they'd be doing with their money unless it's like this they sort of there's a bit of a um, party culture on the back of it like say and this is a huge generalization but I'm using it purely to make an example perhaps um, a group of women of a certain age going on a hen do. They go to see a theatre show after having had a bottomless brunch and then they're doing something <laughs> after they've seen said theatre show in the evening. Is that like an example of maybe when things might get a little bit silly and a bit raucous and, and you wouldn't perhaps stick to normal, or just normal behaviour in a theatre? I don't know. Well, think about some of the performances of Abigail's Party when... Um... At the very end, when Beverly's saying like, oh, I didn't mean to upset him, you know how yeah. he gets and stuff like that. And people in the audience going, oh, we know. And it's like, sorry, this isn't a fucking conversation. Yeah. You're watching us. We're not asking you for your opinion. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like a running commentary. Exactly. That's yeah. the other thing when somebody gets really pissed up. I had to say so there's there's a list of things that people have admitted. I'm going to say admit again. <laughs> have admitted to doing. Yeah within this survey um just to sort of give a a little overview of the possible things you might like not to do in the theater mm. um so 40 uh 42% said that they had reprimanded people for using their phone during the performance which you would be amongst that well done to you that uh, 42% I tip my hat to you if I was uh, 20 <laughs> 21% of respondents said that they had sung along to a show. I don't know where I stand with that. I would never obviously sing loudly, but if I was going to see a hit musical, I don't know that I couldn't stop myself from sort of, I don't know, maybe tapping my foot to the beat or very quietly mouthing the words because I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm not really a sing along sort of person anyway. So I can't believe that anything I would do would ever, ever be distracting to those around me. But, Maybe I'm wrong in thinking that. If I'm thinking about what you were saying, if I was watching a musical, I'd want to hear the people on stage singing, not some rando fucker in the audience next to me singing. Because the mm. person in the audience, I'd be able to hear louder because they'd be like, right next to me, uh, you can dance, you <laughs> can jive, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I apologise to everyone for whatever the fuck that was that came out of it. Oh, I loved drink. every second of it. <laughs> Thanks, Scarlett. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so, I've got something else for you that people do that's oh. naughty. Um, that's naughty? Well, by all naughty. means, shit, tell me about the naughtiness. So, 6% said that... Or admitted that they had taken photographs and filmed a theatre performance. I think that is atrocious. But I am so guilty I. of taking photographs and filming uh, a gig, like uh, a concert. Ah. Now, see, I 
hate. I haven't been to a gig in a very long time. But the one mm. thing I hated when going to a gig was, you know, dancing along to the musician or band or whatever. I, I, why do I sound like such an old man? Um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm I'm seeing... I'm seeing the musician in my eye and it's amazing. And suddenly a fucking phone jumps up ahead of me. And <laughs> all of a sudden I'm just seeing the phone. I'm seeing the musician through the fucking phone lens. Here's the thing. When you're seeing a band, when you record <laughs> it on your phone, it will look shit. It will sound like shit. Why don't you just enjoy the moment? Nobody <laughs> in any kind of earth wants to see your shitty recording of your favourite band, including you, Scarlett. Nobody wants to see I, your recording of I don't of care. I go back. I don't care what other people want. I've paid money. I want I want I want evidence that I was there watching that song. But you it's know fucking you amazing. There. You know you were there. You remember It's not this enough, moment. David. Yes. It's not it enough. Is. It is Scarlet. It is enough. You know you were Look, there and experienced it. You got to experience this moment in real life. You don't need to put it on your phone. You can just remember it. I'm sorry, but we're going to have to agree to disagree. There's one thing being in the moment. Your granny's dying. You don't get your phone out and start pe- taking pictures of her. If you're seeing a what? band, take a quick snap of them. Maybe a 30 second video. All good. Nobody's hurt. Nobody's died, you hope. So I just don't think there's any harm. Admittedly, if you're standing there, I've I've fucking been to a gig where there's been like a uh, a gentleman holding a fucking <laughs> iPad in the air, recording on that. Now, hun, the That's megapixels bad. on that thing aren't worth even having a wee wee for. So why why have you chosen to do that? I don't know, but I won't be. I I. I can't I can't say I agree with you because I am guilty of doing it. And Liam and I went to a gig in Bristol. It was called the well, it was the Downs Festival. Um and we were watching Paul Weller and I pulled my phone out and took a picture of him. Uh this woman <laughs> behind me punched me in the back. <laughs> oh, and, okay. and started on me. She, she actually started on me. So she pulled my hair then. She punched me in the back and then, and then I turned around and she pulled my hair. She was like, stop fucking using your phone. You're not even young enough to like him. Why are you here? Fuck off, she went. And um, obviously, I just reached out to like grab the front of her top and push it, like sort of like force her away sort of thing like fuck off because we were it was we were quite near the front it was very very crowded yeah um and you were like squished in so i was like pissed off anyway all the people around me all defended me and she disappeared she got dragged off backwards and i don't know who by but people were so disgusted around me that this woman had been so vile Mm. that she was the one dragged away i mean she was a pretty sort of hands-on way of responding to it if she just said like excuse me yeah. love i can't see past your phone while you're recording would you mind not i'd have been like yeah fair enough uh, i was only taking a picture anyway like i'll put it away now and then i'd have made the conscious <coughs> effort not to have done that hold the thought hello dear <laughs> do you mind so she's she's in here with me at the moment because hannah's gone we're not barking <laughs> during scarlet story are we no we're not she wanted to join in she was like yeah i'd have fucking better ankles <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, the fact that you th- this random degenerate punched you in the back and then pulled your hair, that is ridic- That is not on at all. If she had been civilised, here's the thing, like, you know, mm. if you are all for audience etiquette, such as myself, I personally would not... Well, actually, oh, to be honest, I have taken photos during gigs, but I've not filmed them. I've never, I've right. never filmed them because I thought, oh, what's the fuck, what the fuck's the point? But I have taken a few photos at the at the gigs that I've been to many, many, many moons ago. It's been a long time since I have um, <laughs> travelled along to attend a gig. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do understand the annoyance of seeing people's phones be shot up in front of me. But um, yeah. if you are like me, who enjoys audience etiquette and being polite, don't fucking 
punch people in front of you, that makes you just as bad, if not worse, than the people. <laughs> You've become the very thing you swore to destroy. A dickhead. <laughs> I, um, I, I think as well, I mean, especially for unsigned bands and stuff, when you go and see an artist or whatever um, and you take a piece of film, you take photos, they are literally getting free promotion. So I wonder, actually, I mean, mm. obviously people that have got millions are worth millions, um, they don't give a fuck what you're up to. They probably say be in the moment. But people that gain something out of that, that like, profitless promotion that you do for them completely off your own back, I bet they're quite glad of camera phones. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I suppose it just it depends the sort of person you are and and you are avidly against um naughty behavior. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that that from that point of view that makes sense from you know for bands that are kind of still quite um that are up and coming as it were that kind mm. of attention from phones as long as people post it on social media that is quite beneficial yeah. for them. So I can I, I I will take a step back from my um prejudiced self and hold my hand up and say I understand why people would want to take videos and take photos during a gig. Last orders at the bar. Last orders at the bar. I I've got another one for you. Right. So 26% of respondents admitted they had fallen asleep during a performance and 13% said they had taken their shoes and socks off. Oh, uh, okay. Uh. Falling asleep is fine. If you want to fall asleep during a show, go right ahead. No, it's not fine. If you've got a flappy palate or flabby palate, whatever (laughs) the term is, (laughs) and you snore, I don't want to fucking hear that. I will throw a peanut down your throat if I have one to hand. (laughs) So if you're... Malteser... To the uvula. Uh, uvula? Yeah. <laughs> Clitoris of the throat. I'm bringing it back, people. <laughs> if you fall asleep during a show, I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as you don't snore. But was it, what was the other one you mentioned? It was uh, 13% of people admitted to having taken their shoes and socks off. Yeah, Ugh. fuck off. This isn't your living room. Keep your fucking... And, and socks! And socks. socks. Just good God. What do you do? No. Just clip your toenails while you're at it. <laughs> For starters, what what irritates me about that is that that's, those are the people that admitted to it. For starters, oh, you've got to be a special kind of person to admit to that. And second of all, that means there's about three times as many people who haven't admitted to it. Oh, gross. <laughs> Imagine gross. all the toe jam in the carpets. Before we wrap things up, Audience etiquette. What do you expect from your audiences, Scarlett, when you are on stage? I expect them to be listening, mm-hmm. uh, not urinating in the aisles, not answering their phone, uh, not <laughs> doing anything obscene, not chatting. Like the commentary under your breath, I can probably deal with, but I can't say I, I welcome it with open up. For open me, it's arms. like you shut the fuck up, unless it's a comedy in which case... Yeah, that's up. probably like the comedy. If it's a straight drama, then shut the fuck up, because mm. people want to know what's happening. And if you ruin the, the big reveal for anybody, then you're an absolute minge, <laughs> and you should give them their money back. <laughs> I will have to say, on the subject of comedy, and this has happened a few times with comedic shows I've done, if you're watching a comedy and you find something funny, laugh. Don't just sit oh, yeah. don't just laugh. sit there being like <laughs> or smiling or silent laughing. <laughs> no 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 no. If you've come to a comedy and you find something funny, you better laugh in your fucking loudest voice. Okay? <laughs> Several times I've done shows and it's been like Oh, that audience didn't like it. And the director's gone, no, they did. They were smiling. Oh, I can't hear a smile. I can hear a laugh. <laughs> so come on. They were chortling I along. I want you to fucking chortle, guffaw, laugh, roll around the floor laughing, laughing your ass off. 
<laughs> Come so, on. So somebody in said survey said that they had witnessed someone being sick into their handbag and shutting it to the interval. <laughs> David wants you to laugh so hard that you vomit into your handbag and shut it till the interval. Oh, yeah, till the interval, please. I don't want that shit during the show. Anyway, um, before we head off, um, there's there's one more mm. comment we've we've had on on social media uh which i thought would be a nice way to end this episode because it's something dirty which i know you love scarlet oh go uh, on so this is a comment f- my faith <laughs> so when i put a post down on social media asking for people to share their bad audience stories we got a comment from black box theater company chris hawley who we've oh, worked good. with several times and will hopefully continue to work with i mean we're working with black box again this year it bounces come see us may to july i can't remember the exact dates because uh, i just can't there used to be a couple back in the day who'd book tickets for the first night of a west end show they'd always book a box and during the first half would disappear beneath the parapet and apparently be shagging no Oh, I love it. But ew. Apparently All at the same so. time. <laughs> the four of them just disappearing and then popping up like... But if theatre is what gets you off, fucking fill your boots. Go right ahead. Well, fair play to them. They paid for a fucking box. That's at least four people's tickets worth and maybe a little added extra. So they've oh, gone... Sorry above and beyond (laughs) (laughs) to ensure their sexual fantasies have been enjoyed to their fullest well done you well what a note to end this episode on (laughs) join us next week for i I don't know something else sweet dreams my cherubs it was nice knowing you what you still doing here sling your hook See you later, Davy boy. See you later, Scarlotta. We'd like to give a massive thanks to Rotaries for our soundtrack and to Megan Siggers for our artwork. And an even bigger thanks to all of you choosing to listen to us waffle on. Find us on all social media platforms and make sure to subscribe to us because we're actors. We need validation.